Okay, so apparently, by the way, I got outed by the internet because I call it Mario. Or Mario. Mario. That's the very Jersey. Yes, the Jersey thing. Jersey, Long Island thing. Yeah, PN and Jersey. Uh, So John Lovett, the love it or leave it guy. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, he says it too. And he gets the same same reaction. I didn't know that wasn't how he said it. Yeah. It's kind of like... Mario. Orange. Orange. Yeah, we say it with an A. Yeah. Orange. I didn't invent that. You're on Midnight Local, the podcast from How to Drink, where we just talk about things. Movies. Uh, pop culture. Maybe some video games. That too. All the things. The things. The stuff and things. All of the stuff and the things on Midnight Local. Let's get to it. Uh, every time we leave the house, not every time we leave the house, but often. You don't have a microphone in front of your face. <laughs> this is Midnight Local. We are professionals. <laughs> That's not how I laugh. That was a performative laugh for the benefit of the audience. I used to be kind of like a, an intake laugher when I was a kid. I had a real kind of laugh as a oh. youngster. How'd it. that go? I didn't. I got picked on a lot. <laughs> I was, know. it's difficult. Like, I know I've heard people say like, there's a perception out there. I think that I have a coolness about me. That was not the case growing up. I think most cool adults were not cool as kids. Maybe. I, there's a lot of you that's know what? true. I think that if you were cool as a kid, you can't be cool as an adult. You can only be an asshole. <laughs> You're either an asshole or you're still cool like you were when you were 17. That wears off. Like your cool doesn't evolve. Mm, mm, I really came into my coolness. Yeah. I think that's yeah. that's a longer lasting. Yeah. Am I cool? Yeah. I mean, I'm you're kind of cool, right? Yeah. A lot of people watch watch a yeah, show that you do. But maybe they're hate watching. I don't think I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> well, you're good. You're a good speaker. You got quickness. You it's. It's yeah, cool, be, Craig. Be, you had to, you know, I had to be quick to get any words in between the fists, you know. <laughs> As a kid. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I was picked on a lot. It yeah. Was, it was a rough time. Builds character. Yeah, character. I got mountains of character. <laughs> Pyramids of it, ziggurats of character. <laughs> Heaps of character. So much character. Uh today we're gonna talk about Mario. Okay, so apparently, by the way, I got outed by the internet because I call it Mario. Or Mario. Mario. That's the very Jersey. Yes, the Jersey thing. Jersey, Long Island thing. Yeah, PN Jersey. Uh, So John Lovett, the love it or leave it guy. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, he says it too. And he gets the same same reaction. I didn't know that wasn't how he said it. Yeah. It's kind of like... Mario. Orange. Orange. Yeah, we say it with an A. Yeah. Orange. I didn't invent that. Yeah. What do, I have some Midwestern hard A's. It's still, but uh, I apparently whenever I'm on the phone with my sister, it comes out much harsher. I uh, talk about voice stuff. People, I often got comments on the show that like, man, Greg sounds a lot like Kevin Smith. If you close your eyes, Makes I can now sense. reveal it because I've moved. But like, I lived a quarter mile from Kevin Smith up yeah. until very recently. Like, I lived in the town. The guy watched him walk around. He's got a movie theater there that he, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I grew up there, like, around Kevin Smith. Right. <laughs> so it makes sense. If, yeah. If you watch uh, Chasing Amy, mm-hmm. they go to a hockey game. Mm-hmm. That is my high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a scrimmage between the <laughs> my own high school. I'm not – I was not in high school yet when that was filmed. Yeah. But that's my high school team. It's the – Yeah. <laughs> Like now I was about to say something else. I don't want to talk too much about where I'm from. <laughs> I don't want to be able to zero, triangulating my location. But yeah, yeah. So like very much from Kevin Smith country over here. Yeah. 
So it all tracks. I know whenever you said that, I was like, I mean, of course you would. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 He like, he walks seven miles a day. They, he, I mean, the man looks good. He lost a lot of weight. He lost Got all it. the weight. He Very walks seven looking. miles a day in a hockey jersey and shants. Still wears the shants. Devil's jersey? Uh, I think it's not just devils. I think he wears just hockey jerseys. Okay, just in general. Yeah, I think so. I might be mis- I, okay. seen, I feel like I've seen him in I didn't in know Bruins. he was a hockey guy. Oh, in a Bruins. I think I've seen him in a Bruins jersey. I think jersey. that would be quite a rivalry if he's a Devils fan, but I'm just assuming he's a Devils fan from New Jersey. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. No, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen him in like, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it's, it's he's black and yellow. That like, would be Bruins. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him in like a red and white, but maybe I'm wrong. Traitor to his people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think hockey's like that. I don't think hockey people are that way. Are they that way? Yes. Oh, okay. The original six, that's a whole thing. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They are that way. Okay. Yeah. You guys take it too serious. I mean, I'm a Chicago sports fan, so we're okay. almost as obnoxious as Boston or Philly sports fans, but not yeah, quite because yeah. our teams are never as good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Fast. Except for the 90s Bulls. We'll you had those Bulls. You had those 90s Bulls. Bulls. That, that was a special thing for yeah. sure. I wasn't even, I mean, I, I was not even into basketball. Did you remember? <laughs> you remember the what was it the all stars that cartoon it was a they were crime fighters it was wayne no. gretzky uh michael jordan and bo jackson they were a, tr- a trio saturday morning cartoon they like oh, no. crime together oh yeah dude. aren't they called no they're the tune squad it's like aren't they called like the isn't there a nod to that in the Not that I'm aware. space jam yeah i don't know but like the all-stars jerseys maybe I, I, I feel like I have a visual of the jersey, but yeah. There were the Monstars. The Monstars. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I don't remember. Was it All Stars? I forget whatever it was called, but yeah. Was, that's all. Michael Jordan, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson. I went to Michael Jordan basketball camp. Was he there? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. It was in my hometown. He did it for three weeks every year. Wow. Two weeks for just boys and the week that we got to join as oh. well. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, whatever. For it was probably a capacity thing. They could fill two sure. weeks with all boys, and then they had it. Boys, yeah, he came every single morning and spent two hours doing like lessons. Okay, is where wow. if you've ever heard the story of Michael Jordan, like Fuck them kids playing a um, playing like around the world or something with a kid, and if they beat him, he bought the whole camp like Air Jordans. Then by them gave the whole camp. Nobody ever beat him. No. no, it did happen once. Oh really? Yeah, not when I was there. It happened once, but my mom has like a whole high eight tape of <laughs> and then he signed autographs took pictures with everyone did the whole thing at the end of the camp were you a, i mean i've never known that you were a basketball player were you just i like was a in junior Jordan high player fan? no i played in junior high and then it okay. conflicted with my gymnastics season so gotcha. i had to choose i, uh, I did yeah i went to hockey camp one summer mm-hmm. it was perhaps the apex of my my bullying it was hell well, you guys, you got haze and all that stuff. It, we, it was like. a co-ed camp. Yeah. It was the girls. The girls were as bad as the guys. In hockey? For sure. me, to me, I was, I was a targeted individual. It was not a good time. Yeah. I still have scars. I have a scar on my hand from where uh, there was like a, a pile on in the locker room and some dude just stood on my hand. That's how you've told that skates. story. That yeah. sounds awful. Yeah. It was not good. No, but you're thinking about um, the high school team. The mm-hmm. hazing on the high school team. And that wasn't just me. It was really, really bad. And I just decided I'm not going to go this week. And that was the week that they like, uh, they busted some dude's face. They like his own player. They shattered his fucking cheekbone. 
uh, by they taped him to a bench, flipped it over, and Al took turns jumping on the back of it. Yeah. And so I was glad I wasn't there because that would have been me. See, we didn't do that. There was rivalry because we worked out in the same gym, the gymnasts, as the as the wrestlers. Yeah. So our big thing was like we would take their like signs and stuff, things they needed, and we would get them really high up. We would like climb ropes and that's stuff cute. and put them high up so they couldn't that's get fun. them down. Yeah, we never that's hurt fun. anyone. Yeah, they no. just smelled. But all that's the different. Time. That's like sports rivalry. This yeah. was the seniors on the hockey team had to haze you in like yeah. as a gang. I did come in for the guys team because I managed the guys team one year and there was a guy hanging from the strap bar who had been pants. That was the worst hazing I ever saw. So when you're learning how to do giants yeah. where you go around the bar, you put a piece of PVC pipe on the bar and you strap Take your hands, your hands to, it? Okay. to it. You put so you're it, stuck until so you're you strapped down. and then you have a a thing next to you that you climb up on so you can get your hands out. Yeah. So they strapped him in and kicked the thing away and left him hanging there. <laughs> I walked in. I was like, man, if they didn't know somebody was coming, that's like he could have gotten himself around the bar into an up position and probably gotten himself out okay. if he absolutely had to. I think I walked in like. A right minute, minute and a half after it happened. All right. Well, that's, yeah. But, like, but man, if you left somebody like that, they could die. Practice was starting in 10 minutes. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. They, was he wasn't, like, wasn't going to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it more just like the girls are going to come in and see you with your underwear, dad? Absolutely right. That's fantastic. <laughs> in his underwear or junk oh, out? Oh, no. Junk out. Totally oh, pants. Man. Now you get like expelled from school for doing something Absolutely. like that, I feel like. Absolutely. That's sexual assault. Yep. To me and him. Both of you. Mm-hmm. That's right. So while we were in high school having all these experiences, there was a popular game that was <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so in the minds of our generation, the Super Mario Brothers came out on NES in '88 or '89, yeah. and when I was at my, that's how I got an NES. We went to my mom's friend's house, and she had an NES. She was like, "Here, play with this. Leave the parents alone. We got cigarettes to smoke." And um, I was like, "We must have this. We must have this machine." And I like played Super Mario for like you know, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I was like, I will fucking die if we don't get one of these things. The big box where you stick oh, in yeah. the... Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> System. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Does nothing. The blowing in it does No, nothing. yeah, it's sure. All's wives tale. You know, the other thing too is you don't actually have to go down. You could just put it in. Oh, really? Yeah, that was like a... Um, what do they call that? Uh, um, a skeuomorphic design because they thought that like people would understand it like if it worked like a VCR. Yeah. So it was just sort of like to make it at that time, right? Because you would have Rockable. pushed in your own tapes. Oh. Well, your your VCR it goes in and it, it, right, it, it pulls it down. down. So yeah. like they felt like you would get that better. Interesting. So, yeah. Apparently, it doesn't. It's connected once you push it straight in. Um, this movie was good. I mean, like I was going to lean right into it. I was really pleasantly surprised by the Super Mario movie. How about you? I was a little bored by it. Oh no! Yeah, I, I didn't want to like it, but I did. Yeah, I was hoping for something more Lego Movie, more okay. Like, That's interesting. Interesting with like a bigger story to it. I felt like this was a series of Mario game moments. Yeah, that was what that was. Yes. With some loosely Accurate. loose story in between. Yeah. I thought it was visually stunning. It was really fun to watch. I found, so I was like cleaning a room while I was watching it. And whatever. Let's, let's just give me a second. <laughs> Whenever you paid such good attention. <laughs> well, no, but like, like whenever I took my eyes off the screen, like the action lost me completely. Like I had to be staring at all of the moments that were happening. It's a visual medium. <laughs> you you know have to it watch is. it. This is like I talking to my is. goddamn wife, man. 
Ah. Look, we both moved. I still have a lot that Fair I enough. have to Fair finish. Enough. Fine. Fair <laughs> enough. But usually a movie can hold my attention while I'm working on other stuff. And this one, I had to be looking at the backgrounds. I had to be into the nostalgia okay. of like, there's that, there's yeah. that, there's yeah. that. I saw it in the theater and kind of like Imra, I, I said that I liked the D&D movie a lot more when I watched it with my kid. I saw this in the theater with my kid. Mm-hmm. So I never had the experience of seeing it sans child. Um, and we, I was really pleasantly surprised. I didn't even want to like this movie. I thought it was yeah. going to be dog shit. Um, I was thrilled. Um, I really liked, and yes, it just got me on the nostalgia. Opening up on the Super Mario rap. Come on. Come on. Did you watch the Super Mario show? No. But oh, my I know, God. Yeah, I know what it, what it Oh, man. That's like freaking, that's like foundational core part of my sure. childhood. It's like that and Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. That is what they're they're banking on the success of this movie being something the parents want to bring the kids to because it's something you're nostalgic for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Honestly, it's funny. I um, when they said we're casting Chris Pratt for this character, I thought, why? Yeah. Like, what does he bring? Everyone did. Yeah. And you just need someone who can do the it's a me Mario Mm -hmm. voice, you know, but like one, that would have been awful. Yeah. To do that throughout the whole movie. That's true. It would have been a poor choice. They did a nod to it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what's like the first line he says is, "You think the voice was too much?" Like, it was like a good balance, and the voice he right. They put it on good. the voice for the commercial, and then they can back off of it for the rest of the movie. I liked that too. Yeah, yeah. I think that it made for a better character to not have that voice throughout Impossible. the entire movie. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Unbearable. I mean, I think to the voice acting, like Bowser is the most Jack Black was yes. Bowser was the most successful character because he just brings so much to voice acting. He's good at it he's talented at Absolutely. it when he's singing at the piano like great moment for jack black like fantastic yeah perfect Pop, P- perfect way to use it. yeah exactly Peak jack yes you know his mom was a rocket scientist <laughs> that's amazing yeah i know i, didn't uh, I agree know it's a fucking amazing he's great i like him a lot i lacked some of that emotion and fun from the other characters because they're not voice actors like we talk about that's interesting. Ursula from the original Little Mermaid and what she's able to bring to that role. Pat Carroll, I think, was her name. Yeah. I just didn't get that because they're putting famous people in voice actor roles. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, like, I'm really good at cartoon voices translated to more for people anymore than I get to translate anime. Yeah. You know, because, like, that's basically where you're great. Actor, voice actor. You know, we went to college with a really good voice actor, AJ Lacascio. Oh, um. he's fantastic. He um he got to be the, I think his first. I could be mistaken, but I remember when he got the gig, we were all like, "Way to go, man!" It was like crazy. He got to be um like the voice of Marty McFly. Oh, you've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I and didn't then, know he went to SVA. I thought he was just a friend of yours. No, he went to SVA with us, and okay. he would go around as Jack Black. Oh, and he could do Jack Black. He would make so much money doing oh, wow. it. It was fantastic. And I brought up the fact that, like, dude, you ever think about doing this for the parks or something? He's like, yeah, but, you know, they won't let me, like, do it on the weekends. And, like, what they pay versus what I make going to do birthday parties and stuff. It's like, why would I do that? I yeah. Like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he, he was, like, I mean, like, phenomenal. Like, you'd think you were talking to Johnny Depp. Anyway, so I guess from what I told, I, I found out is he had heard that they were looking for somebody to do the Marty McFly voice. He got the guy's number. He left him a voicemail as Marty McFly, and he got the job. Oh, smart. Supposedly, yeah. For the Take-Two games, they were doing like a series of games or something like I that. I remember. Yeah, it was for games. Um, but I think that like doing voice, like copying a voice is something he's like really in his wheelhouse. I know he did. Um, there was a reboot of uh, Voltron, and he was the villain on that. He's on 
Curse of the Mogwai, Tale of the Mogwai, some Gremlins show. And then uh, I don't know what it's for, but I saw some footage of him in a booth doing Indiana Jones. Oh, wow. And I mean, if you close your eyes, you're totally listening to Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's unreal. And what's funny about that is like, I can't, we're way off topic, but like when yeah. I think about like, I know exactly that's Harrison Ford. But if I had to break down his voice and be like, well, what makes Harrison Ford yeah. sound like Harrison Ford? I can never put my Have you ever on. heard Mark Hamill do Harrison Ford? Is it like pitch it's, perfect? Yeah, it's spot on. He's a real voice actor. He is, yeah. Well, because he plays Joker. In, yeah, but uh, he Batman like, but like he does but other stuff. all kinds of other stuff. And he does it I not as that. Mark Hamill. Yeah, I didn't know that until very recently. Right. But there's an example, right? Like there's names out there that can do this. I don't know. With the IP being so strong, I don't think you need Chris Pratt. And I think that uh, someone could have brought more to Mario. I think you're always going to get, if you have that kind of budget, you're always going to get the most bankable talent you can get. Sure. It, if it wasn't him, it would have been Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. How would he do his own stunts? Who, Tom Cruise? How would he do that for an animated film? How would he do his own <laughs> yeah. stunts? He's like, I don't do animation. Thank yeah, you. that would be the negotiation. Okay, but I gotta do my own stunts. Yeah. And it was just like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> what does that mean? He's like, you put those dots on me, right? And then we yeah, exactly. like, animate the character around me. I thought it was really cool. I loved it. I thought the jokes were fun. You know, obviously child oriented, but like great. Yeah. So uh, how does it pass the the six year old test? Oh man, we watch. So okay, we saw this movie, uh, the D and D movie, and the live action Little Mermaid kind of back to back. And she ranked this one number two. Okay. She likes the D and D movie strongest. This is right behind it, Little Mermaid. She's like, eh. Well, and she loved Peach, I would imagine. Yeah, she loves Peach. Yeah. She doesn't love Peach. She likes the tough characters. Yeah. Yeah. The tough gals. Yeah. She likes them tough. Yeah. Bowser was a little creepy for me. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. He's like very stalkerish, and he's never gonna let it go, and it's well, very creepy. I mean. <laughs> the whole plot of the video games is that he's abducting Peach. Like, yeah, okay, that's part. Of, okay, that's, that's part like of the video games. That's what Mario. He's about. always trying to marry her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our princess is in another castle. Right. That was a joke, by the way. When they go to the castle and the mushroom guys, are, the toads are outside, or mushroom people are outside, and he's like, "We gotta see the princess." And they're like, "Princess is in another castle." Oh, you play okay. Super Mario, the first one on NES. Every time you get to the, you beat Bowser at every castle. And then right. you liberate that castle. And then the toad dude is just like, like but our oh, princess is in another here. castle. Yeah, right. Yeah. And she has an axe in this movie at one point, I think. And then Peach does. Yeah. Yeah. When you to beat Bowser in NES, you he's standing on like a bridge over fire and you would jump over him and there's an axe. And you yeah. Grab, so that is hit, hit the axe. It would chop out the bridge. Right. Presumably you never saw it. You saw the bridge go. <laughs> this movie hits so many of those. It's constant. It's constant. Every time I, I watched it yeah. twice now, and the second time I saw like at least as many again, new ones right. that I missed the first time. Um, so yes. So I didn't get to watch this one with Rachel. I don't, she doesn't have any relationship to Mario, and I don't think the movie would have done much for her. Yeah. Which that true. would be my biggest critique of the movie. If it's not playing on nostalgia, I don't think it's really playing on much else. Well, I'll tell you this. There might be a kind of uncanny valley. Like I like the nostalgia of it. My kids love it. Yeah. You know, like it's not, there's no, she's got no nostalgia. That's true. But they're like, yeah. 
They're kids. It's a cartoon. All right. Well, some of them fail. <laughs> That's true. You know? It's true. She liked it a lot she more than it, live yeah. action mermaid. Like Mario is huge. My uh one of our best friends is from Brazil and her nephew. I mean, again, yeah, no relationship to the game. He's too young for that type of stuff, but he's obsessed with Mario. Oh wow. When they came to visit, we went to Coney Island and there was an arcade game and he had to play it because there was a Mario and we had to win it. Like he's oh, wow. just obsessed. He had a birthday party that was Mario. So their international marketing is doing good. <laughs> Mario. I mean, they have theme parks now. Yep. That's right. My friend is going. Is it part of Universal? Yeah. My friend's okay. going to Universal to take his kids there soon. Uh, there's like a Mario Kart. I was never in a Mario Kart. Yeah. You've said that. I you didn't, didn't like, like that game. I nah. loved it. Nah. That's probably what I've played the most. It was a frustrating besides- game. The NES Mario's, Mario 3 in particular. Yeah, it's a good one. It's so good. Super Mario World is good. Mm-hmm. They're good games. I like them. I didn't like the Nintendo 64 Mario World. I couldn't operate. I could I could never get the hang of That's moving Mario around. Probably the last Mario I played. Yeah. Mario. 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 And then they had the Super Smash Bros. Not in Smash there. Bros. I haven't played in years, but when the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. In the... Um, the, when he fights Kong, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Oh, I loved the little star, the little depressed starred creature. So I had to look that up. I had to look up what that is. Yeah. That is from Super Mario Galaxy, but they were like, but the personality was not like that in the game at all. Like they just invented that for the movie. Okay. Does it talk at all in the game? I don't remember. I don't know. I never played that game. I just looked it up briefly. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's what that's from. And then I read like a blurb about it and I was like, got it. You know, that was it. Yeah. There's a, the other thing that was, Unless I missed it. Let me know if I missed it. That was notably not in the movie was the ghosts. Uh, the, when you have the to turn peepus, around. Uh, I think you might be right. I don't yeah. think I saw He that. also never got flower power, which bothered me. I was really excited to see no, him, she got spit, him spit the fire, but yeah. he never got it. You got cat power. Cat power. Tanuki power. Raccoon. That's the Tanuki. Oh, Tanuki. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not, he like turns into stone and stuff in the game. When you get it. And it's like, as a kid, we were like, why did a raccoon turn into stone? It's like because in Japanese folklore, there's a tanuki. Mm. They're these special magic raccoons with gigantic testicles, and they are like shapeshifters and they turn into stone and all that stuff. Got so it. They're tricksters. Yeah. There's actually, I've never seen it yet, but there's a Studio Ghibli movie, um, Kuros- uh, not Kurosawa. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Uh, it's a spirited away director. Oh, well, I, it starts with an M, Mitsuya, right? Mit- Mitsuki? It's not. I'm off of it now, and I'm not going to get it. But anyway, he did a- Miyazaki. Miyazaki, thank you. Yeah, there's a whole Tanuki movie that they did that I haven't seen because they say it's like, I've read it's like, not so great for kids. Like a lot of the Tanukis die horribly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But we should check it out. I want to check it out. I think there's a lot of Miyazaki movies we should watch. I think this movie should have been directed by Miyazaki. I don't actually think that. I think, that, <laughs> I think it's a miss. It's Love like, Miyazaki. I think it'd be a poor fit. Um, <laughs> it's like Kurosawa doing whiskey commercials. So there was something you wanted to say about Dumbo, Brooklyn? Is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This? I used to work in Dumbo all the time. I had a, There was an ad agency there I had to go to called Mustache. It was what they call one of the F trains agencies. And I was watching this movie. And like Brooklyn that he lives in, mm-hmm. it is Dumbo. Okay. And I mean like to an insane degree of specificity. Okay. To the point where like I knew what corner the camera was on 
when we were filming. I was like, well, if they go down there, there's going to be a big construction site. This we go, oh, there it is. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, okay. like, like crazy how accurate it was. And it was like, oh, there's where Grimaldi's pizza is. Oh, no, but they made it into so-and-so's pizza right. instead. Right, they just changed like, it. That's yeah. awesome. There's I the like lighthouse ice cream. That Oh, no, they made it into something else. Like, I was like, this is like surreal. <laughs> this is bizarre. Uh-huh. I think they took a couple of liberties, but for the most part, I was like, the they just took Dumbo, which is a part of Brooklyn, for those of you who don't know, Dumbo is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. It stands for, I've been told, down under Manhattan and Brooklyn Bridges. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Or no, down under Manhattan Bridge Overpass. Right. Um, which makes a lot of sense. When real estate starts to go up, it gets a fancy Dumbo. acronym. Yeah. Dumbo. Like Soho, I used to no-ho. live. Um, I want to know what the Soho is in London. Because they have a Soho. Probably is. They don't have a Houston Street. They don't have a Houston. Yeah, so Soho is south of Houston. What is their Soho? Yeah. I don't know. That's a knowable thing. We'll yeah. look it up. And we should look that up. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I used to live just up the hill from Dumbo at a place called the St. George, which is where the you dorms. Lived, yeah, you lived. so With Alex. Because uh, you face Pineapple Street on one side. I think so, yeah. My uh, friend lived across the street from that dorm for years, oh. years after you oh, moved man, out of it. This nice is in our 20s. Be, yeah, he lived Brooklyn in, Heights is- they had like a studio right there. Okay, studio. Yeah, it was it was a tiny, tiny studio for yeah. two people. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's how they pulled it off. But we could see into all of the windows of all the dorms. I love, oh my God, I wish I could have stayed in that neighborhood. Yeah. It's my favorite place. Oh, beautiful. Especially Nice walk to the promenade. We were there for Sandy, or for Hurricane Sandy. Oh, shit. And I remember walking to the promenade at like one in the morning and like half the city was dark and we were like, this is not great. (laughs) It was bad. Um, Yeah. I was in Kevin Smith town. Uh, Oh yeah. Also not good. 11 feet of water on my street. Yeah. Not good at all. Um, I have some interesting pictures from that too. It's just like, oh, here's like a 40 foot boat in the middle of the street. Just got blown in here. Wow. Terrible. but the the uh, it's a beautiful neighborhood. It's one of the like there are places I think of that are autumny. That is like a t- an area I like to be in the autumn. It's oh, very okay. autumny. It feels good in the autumn in Brooklyn Heights. Can't Lots quite, of trees. Yeah, and like the way they brown up is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels right. You know, you want to yeah. walk around with a scarf and a coffee. You know, hanging around Brooklyn Heights. I used to work at the Brooklyn Heights Twin Cinema. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right down the street there. It's gone now, sadly. Yeah, well, but how many theaters were in that place? Two, three? It was Twin Cinema. Yeah, oh, so two, two screens. All right, yeah. So it was like a little art house theater. I it was the coolest job I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. I went in there to see like a movie one day alone because I lived up the block and it was cheap. And I was just like, man, I really like this theater. And I asked the kid who was working there, you guys know if they're hiring or anything? And he looks at me and he goes, Well, I'm about to quit. Right. So he walks into the office and says, I'm leaving. Can this guy have my job? And that's <laughs> how I got the job. <laughs> I was like, wow. Well, talk about timing. Good timing. No joke. There were two of us. Mm-hmm. Me and Amy. Amy was the owner. Sometimes there was a third person, a projectionist. But usually it was just the two of us. She would thread up the reels. I would stand at the ticket counter. We had no cash register. We had a drawer. You had to do the, men, the, you had to do the change yeah, in your head. Your own. Yeah, just open it up and close it. Sell the tickets. Okay, there'd be a little line. When the line was gone, okay, everybody sold, bought tickets. Cool. Let me close this. I would walk around, go over to the candy counter, say, candy counter's open. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would make cappuccinos and sell candy and popcorns. <laughs> Real old school theater. Yeah, it was just a, like two people. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wild. 
Yeah. yeah. Ah, man, it was the coolest job I ever had, I think. I still, I still think that. Yeah. Well, you're in good company with this, with Mario, because... Popular flick. Oh, yeah. It's gross... 573 million, 1.3 million worldwide. Mm. Huge. Mm. That's Man. a lot of money. 1.3 million? One point, sorry, 1.3 billion worldwide. Billion. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's the worst no, flop I think it's, in history. It's the most <laughs> successful movie of, of the year so far. That would not surprise Money me. wise, that yeah. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I want to go back to something you said. You said you thought it was going to be like the Lego movie. I want to mm. know what you mean by that in a second. But it's funny you say that because I have always avoided the Lego movie. Because the whole idea pisses me off. What pisses you off? There can be no Lego movie. There is no Lego to make a movie about. Lego is whatever you imagine it to be. And the idea of- That's the point of the movie. Then there should not be a movie. No, that's not, no. You can't write down words and say that this script is the Lego movie ever. Because it's the imagination of the person who built the Lego city that you're in. I don't like the idea. It's exactly the idea you say you want it to be. But it's the imagination <laughs> of a person. Yeah, it's a Lego movie. Right, I don't want it's it. There's been tons of other different, very, that's why it's an endless, it's a, bo- a bottomless well. I don't like it. It pisses me off. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. It can piss you off. You go right at it. Philosophical opposition it. to this movie. Yeah, which- I mean, that's, I think they knew that, which is why it's, that's the surprise of the movie is no one's, it's, you're in somebody's imagined world that they've built which is the whole fun of lego that's true of all movies <laughs> okay <laughs> well then there shouldn't be any movies greg no but i, I feel like it, it it narrows lego no uh, do you I know that for so years all. they wouldn't make green blocks whole- so that kids could make because they didn't want kids to make army vehicles Good for them. They changed that. Yeah, now sure. They have guns and stuff, but yeah, they wouldn't make a gun. They wouldn't yeah. make military stuff for years and years. Then they decided to make money. Yeah, well, as one does, I'm sure they are they publicly traded. I don't know that actually. Yeah. I genuinely, I don't. I watch a whole box. Well, it's made. To, who makes Hasbro? Maytel. Who owns Lego? Uh, to my knowledge, you're independent. Lego owns Lego. I think so. Yeah, they're a Danish or Dutch company. I okay, one of those D's up there. I built a portrait of my nephew's out of Legos. That's kind of neat. It was really cool. That's cool. Sometimes I, I get a bee in my bonnet about wanting to try something, and it becomes quite an epic project. That's cool. Yeah. I'd like to see this Lego portrait. I will show you. I don't know if my sister or brother-in-law want me putting pictures of them on the internet. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I assume it's kind of pixelated. It's very, but from far away, it's actually a pretty clear image of the picture. You are the Swara of uh, Lego. <laughs> I had to order like bags of because i found a place where i could build it in like a a generated system and i could sure. like play with how many colors i wanted how detailed i wanted it to be that makes sense. uh and then i had to go and order bags of these colors and then some of the back plates and i just sat there forever just watching game of thrones it was fun Okay. <laughs> it was a nice nice. couple months long it's project. Like I just chipped away at it. Oh yeah, because you had to like I had to yeah, you it's big. It's Oof. a big piece. Oh, it's big big. Yeah. Oh wow. Anyway, I don't like the idea of a Lego movie. <laughs> but I did like the Mario movie because Mario has it has a storyline. Ostensibly there's a plot line there yeah. to adapt. Do you remember the plot line of the 93 Legozamo flop? 
which I need to go back and watch. Vaguely. So yeah, probably I said vaguely, probably a lot more specifically than Let's Go Sally. That that movie is snapshot images in my brain. That's all it is. Dennis Hopper is King Koopa, Uh who is a mobster. Who's Luigi? Luigi is um, uh, 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 John Leguizamo. He's John Leguizamo. Who's Mario? Oh, uh, Bob Hoskins. Okay, Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah, which is a great interview where he got the job. He didn't know anything about it. And his kids were like, you're Mario. And then they showed him the video game. He's like, the fuck is that? I'm like a little square that jumps up and down. <laughs> He's got you know, a great Cockney accent. I can't do Londoner accent, I should say. Actually, not a Cockney. But, um, so King Koopa uh, is a corrupt uh, mob boss slash king of the city. I forget if the city is supposed to be in New York, if they ever specify it, or if it is um, uh, some other place. Like I don't think I've used the word Mushroom Kingdom. And in this setting people have evolved from dinosaurs or at least some people have evolved from dinosaurs. So they don't get like sucked into another world. Oh no, no, that is, this is the world. Yes. Okay. Well, think about it this way though, right? Like they're reacting to 1989's uh, eight bit flat graphics. Right. So there's a huge amount of canvas Mm. to interpret here. Right. Um, You know, and you could even make the argument that like, that's a visual representation of the of the reality of this setting. You know, I kind of like that as a kid. As a kid, um, because things were so there was so much blank canvas in these like lower bit games, um, and the stories were like minimal. There wasn't really a lot of dialogue. There were no voice actors. You could fill that in in a much. It was more like mm-hmm. it was. I don't know. It was a, in a lot of ways a very rewarding creative experience playing games that were like that in a lot of ways. Um, it's hard to put my finger on the right words for this, but anyway. Uh, and he has a machine to de-evolve people, and he de-evolves them into something that he calls Goombas, which are just sort of right, like okay. these half person, half dinosaur. Is that the tiny heads in there? The tiny okay. head thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't remember the plot other than that. I just remember that he could do that, and that they didn't that they were plumbers, mm-hmm. and that they had to save the city. So this movie takes a little from that. I don't remember the dinosaur stuff. No, not the dinosaur stuff. Wait, which part does it take? Well, because they're saving Brooklyn in the beginning, right? Because there's some sort of, that's how they end up. The flooding, yeah. In these. In the pipe. Pipes. Yeah. But they're literally going to another world. Yeah, yeah. So. But I don't know. I just thought that was some more. They have to save something. <laughs> well, no, they're, yeah. They're, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, a lot of movies have that in common. <laughs> well, it, it starts with them like, going on a plumbing call this movie doesn't it doesn't okay. that's what i recall no they they know that they live under the iron grit uh, like the okay. crushing thumb of king koopa and his corrupt hellscape it's one of those movies that i want to rewatch for nostalgic purposes but every time i go to do it i'm like i don't want to do this right I don't now it's, nostalgic. it's just to be painful yeah but like check out the 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 super mario super show for some nostalgia super mario oh yeah the cartoon well no not nostalgia not that kind of nostalgia nostalgia of like i would come across this on tv and be like what is this movie what and watch this? it yeah yeah i think that this movie leaves a lot of interesting unanswered questions obviously they're planning a sequel well, i would imagine they would like to franchise the hell out of this so where, yeah where does peach come from Right. Why Why are those pipes in, what is that facility in the basement of Brooklyn? Who built it? Well, and now that they've opened up this, the portals between the two worlds, is that permanent or do they shove it back underground? They were always permanently open. Anybody could yeah. have gone into that pipe and gotten sucked on over to the Mushroom Kingdom. Sure. Just nobody did. But now it's like. Public? Yeah. They're like there. Maybe. 
don't know. Yeah. Were they? Yeah, because Bowser comes out at the end. And, and the he's pipes, all, all over there. Yeah. Well, they send them all back. Well, that's right. The movie ends. They live in the Mushroom Kingdom now. Right. And they jump into a pipe. To go do something. To go to work, to go back to Brooklyn. Like they, maybe they live there and they go back and forth between the two maybe. worlds. Yeah, maybe they were going to Brooklyn. I don't know. I yeah. just assumed they were it's going unclear. on an adventure. Yeah. We're going that. to work. Doing what they do. Yeah. Uh, who, who was Luigi? It was uh, Charlie Day, right? Charlie Day. He's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great Luigi. Luigi was good. I thought that uh, Jack Black was great. Fred Armisen was great. Seth Rogen didn't do anything for that character. Oh, no way. I thought he was perfect. Oh, I, I don't think you could so pick somebody flat. better. He was Seth Rogen. I don't know. I just. I thought it was good. I feel like there's so much that could be done with these characters by you, voice actors. Who would you cast? I wouldn't cast a famous person. I would cast a voice actor. Okay. <laughs> like, I just felt like. So H. John Benjamin as. I like, I guess in my mind, I'm comparing it to Pat Carroll and Ursula and how much she does for that character. Fair. And these were just like, oh, that's Seth Rogen's voice is yeah. Donkey Kong. And yeah, that's a good match. But like, yeah. it's it's not that interesting. It's okay. fine. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. It's interesting, too, is that like I would say Fred Armisen's unrecognizable in that character because he's doing the voice job. I was I. Wasn't surprised to see him when I looked it up because yeah, I, I, I didn't believe in his him. capabilities to do that. You ever see his bit when he does like the, the accents? No. He is like a live thing. It's crazy. You should check out a YouTube videos where like name an accent. Oh, really? I've seen other comedians do this, but not but him. Not just like that. Like it, name an accent from New York City. Right. Because like there's famously like 300 different accents. Like South in, Bronx. Yeah. And there's yeah. people there. I've actually I was uh, heard it on WNYC on NPR where they had an expert on that and they were just like, let people call in and he could identify like what fucking block you grew up on. It was crazy. A regular Henry Higgins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say it like quirky St. Clair. I had to drop my R's. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, he was doing like Upper West Side, Upper West Side above 90th Street. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of insane wow. the different accents he could do. So, I mean, he's got a lot of voice work in there. Yeah. A lot of voice. Oh, work yeah. I thought. I thought he was great. Um, Peach, I don't know who she is. Is uh, she famous or is Anya she just a voice Taylor actor? Joy, I think she's famous, but not for us. Not for our generation. <laughs> she's not famous for you and me. Okay. Maybe our generation, but not our, uh, what we, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know who she is. Did you, um, I thought that, uh, I've seen it twice now and both times I remarked on that, is a very strategically placed upturn on her motorcycle seat. I didn't, I didn't notice it without it. It would all be ass. And it's like, (laughs) it's very clearly an afterthought in the design. Like they model the motorcycle and someone was over their shoulder. Like, you know, maybe it should go like this. Maybe we should just not mess with this. Yeah. Just like, just like keep her butt out, you know, which is fine. I appreciate it. Like every time I look at it, like that is a 11th hour fix (laughs) in the design. I can just see it, you know, (laughs) like somebody raised an alarm bell on that one. Yeah. I thought the star sequence, man, that really gets me emotional. Where he gets to start at the end. Whenever the superhero attains their superherodom and like does the thing, mm-hmm. yeah, I cry. <laughs> oh yeah, I just it what's hits another me. example of that? Oh man, Iron Man. We were talking about it before. Yeah, yeah. When he shows up and like just like, all right, I'm gonna go get rid of those bad guy tanks now, and he just like fucking watching the news and like gets into his suit and just like I'm gonna go take care of that. Yeah, like I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, it's like I, it's um. 
Well, because they're unstoppable at that point. It's just all victory from there on Yeah, out. like it just, it, it plucks at some terrible fucking mm-hmm. brainwashing that was instilled in me as a young man <laughs> growing up in the 80s and 90s about, you know, hero worship or something. Achieve but like, ultimum power. Yeah, but like all that's still in there. Like, yeah. You know, I still got that that thirst for heroes. It releases some endorphins. Yeah, it like, does. Yeah, go! Yeah, yeah. But also, like if you use the right music, at the right moment, like, and the right kind of camera movement in a movie, mm-hmm. it'll bring me to your. They did a great job with the score of this movie. Fantastic. It was hitting those beats I didn't every look. time it was needed it to. The guy who did the original score he definitely gets a credit because, like, it's his thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, the, the Sex in the City movie, I don't even like Sex in the City, but, like, that, there's a beat in it. There's a stupid beat in it when he finds out the wedding's off and they see the cell phone dropping in slow motion ah. and there's this sco- stab in the music. Yeah. And it just like, ugh, God damn it. And like water comes out of my eyes. I don't even, I'm not even that invested. In it. <laughs> I'm not even that invested in it. If you listen to the entirety of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, mm-hmm. when you get to the Ode to Joy, I guarantee that your emotions will cry. cease to be yours. You will cry. Yeah. It just, it, your body gets overridden. It's a, there is something in that. Oh, I know that feeling very well. I have no emotional reaction to this at all. It's just like, why are you doing this to my face? Yeah. Like, it's really weird. You're man. describing what it's like to um I notice a lot more of that. I mean, honestly, this is that's what it feels like to have um higher estrogen oh. while I've been on the pregnancy hormones. God, just, I went through like IVF. Boy, no, saying? I'm not saying that, but I'm a soy boy. What I found was <laughs> like tears would just come to my face and I wasn't feeling yeah. emotion. No, just like your face is on just fire. crying yeah, suddenly. And that happened a lot more frequently once. I don't know if it was the estrogen or progesterone, but one of those two. Those things. I can't. I'm looking for. Because like the guy who composed that music is really, really famous because of his incredible ability to tease all of these like huge pieces of music out of, you know, yeah. an 8-bit tracker brian taylor oh no that's not the guy because it would be a japanese dude okay so he had nintendo composer koji kondo to work alongside and bounce ideas off of okay okay there was an involvement there good yeah koji kondo yeah that's his name um you say you wanted more from this movie other than like better you know voice voice actors what would you want that's more it's a good question i feel like maybe it's a similar feeling to you watching D alone as an adult and then you experiencing it with your daughter yeah like and that made you like the movie a lot more so i think watching this movie like if i were to watch it with my nephews i might like it a lot more in a similar way as an adult i was just kind of like yeah it's fine fair enough like it felt like a series of vignettes without a script. It was like, we need a Mario Kart moment. We need a, um, a Smash Brothers moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, they linked all of those together in whatever order felt best. And then yeah. Peach gets to fight for her freedom at the end instead of Mario coming in and saving the day, which thank you for that, modern society. <laughs> Although then when they attack Brooklyn, Mario and Luigi do. Right. Yeah. Theirs. They defend their, their home, which I makes like sense. The, you know, like we were talking about this before with like the live action, little mermaid, like obviously you want to correct the agency issues from the original, mm-hmm. but I do feel like they overcorrected mm-hmm. because they truly made Eric into a dude brainwashed by a sea siren who then just spends like the climax of the movie holding onto a rock. for Which he is in the original. His eyes are all fucked up. Oh, that's from Vanessa. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about they made Ariel into a sea siren uh, with a siren so, skull. Yeah, right. So they made him into an actual meat puppet for that entire <laughs> I movie. Yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah. 
So I was like, well, that seems like a little overcorrection. Like you leave that guy a little bit of agency. Jesus, it wasn't his fault, but that's how they wrote it back then in 89. Um, Peach Peach was always a badass. Yeah. and I Well, not in the first game. By the time you get to Mario 2, though, when we. Oh, yeah. Mario 2. I always played Peach. Yeah. You get the flying skirt. Yeah. Which is actually not a Mario game. Right, we've talked about it. The reskinned yeah. game from Japan called Doki Doki Panic. Right, right, right. Which is really weird because it has, life, it does feel very different. Oh, from very the different. Games. Yeah, like there's fucking pyramids in it and shit. But then it's kind of become like a weird piece of Mario lore. Canon. Right, and the first game, she's just sort of there screaming at the end of a lot of things. Yeah, you never see her in it. Yeah, she's just the thing that you're she, going after. Or maybe that's a third movie. Art third movie. The third third game game well only mario 2 somewhere where you run into her as like a a communicator but she doesn't have you don't play her as a character you only play her in the mario 2 as far as i'm aware that's all i ever remember yeah they made like a sequel to mario 2 like a specifically like because like luigi has a whole string of games luigi's mansion mario usually gets like you know they get the mainline games which are kind of weird now but like like you know you could do like a whole thing with mario 2 yeah, could like be Peach's, Peach's world. Well, you could have the four characters be selectable. And Toad was also Mario, too. Yeah. You play as Toad. Toad, Mario, Luigi. Right. And Peach. And with her, you can play her in Super Smash, obviously, Mario Kart. Do you play her in the bigger Mario worlds? Is there even Luigi in the Well, player 64? two is Luigi. It is always. Okay. But I don't recall. Yeah. Um, I don't, because I, I, like I said, last one I really played was Mario 64. Yeah. Um, I'd like to check out some of the more recent ones. Yeah. I guess there's a you play a lot of Mario Party around the house. Yeah, you do now. Yeah, yeah. Sydney. The one for Switch, good. Um, there's a couple for Switch. Okay. So, my daughter really prefers Mario Party All Star mm-hmm. or something like that, which is like it pulls from all the old Mario Party games, and I find that to be like so boring. I fall asleep because mm-hmm. in that game you just push the thing, thing moves, it tells you what happens. But I like. Super Mario Party, mm-hmm. which is like kind of a new take on it. And like, it's much more strategic. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to really think about your moves and stuff like that, particularly in like the two player version, because yeah. like, it's not like on a track, like you get, you roll the dice and then like, it's like a grid mm-hmm. and like how you move is uh, really, I don't know. It's a, it's a good game. It's actually yeah. really fun. Whereas Mario All-Stars just want to fall asleep, like straight up. Yeah. I'm not going to stay awake. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. try them for Switch. I will eventually. I just got the new Zelda game, so I'm going to be playing that for a while. Yeah, I haven't gotten that one yet. Yeah. It's on the He's bought it for me for my birthday. It's very sweet of him. I know my daughter wants to play with me. I just haven't gotten around to yeah, it Yeah, you were saying. I think it's going to be like a winter sport. Yeah. I was like, kiddo, like, it's beautiful. Where it's, you yeah. Know, but when the sun starts going down early, we're going to need something to do. Let's get into that. Yeah. So, but we just got the house. We have a backyard. I don't want to, I'm going to be busy anyway with this it's stuff. Be busy, so. yeah. Um, I was trying to think of some settings that we don't get yet in this movie that could be in sequels. And okay. one that popped into my head was in uh, Mario. Is it the second board or the third board where you've got the dancing trees and you're in like the sand desert? You got the. Doo, 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 doo. Which what? Oh, Super yeah. Mario. Uh, the two. third, Mario third two. movie. No, third movie where third you're in movie, the desert. Third game? Or, sorry, third game. I keep doing movie game. Third game. I guess they do have like a desert world in the second game as well. A lot of it. But in yeah. the in the third game where you've got the pyramids dun, 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 and you've got dun, the dancing dun, dun, trees dun, dun, dun. on the on the board. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I think of that as a Mario 2 thing. I just said Mario 3. I haven't, you know what's funny? Mario 3 came out. By the way, if we're talking about Mario 3, we got to talk about The Wizard. That's a movie we should do. Um, mm-hmm. it was like the, your chance I to, to watch see, it not too long ago. Your chance to see Mario three before it, came. it was. Yeah. That was why we saw that movie. It was also a fun movie. It was a fun movie. Road trip movie. 
Yeah, the movie uh, filled me with fantasies about running away with a young redheaded girl. <laughs> I was her age. It's not an inappropriate and thing. You had the the, the, power the glove? glove, the power glove. I, I would like to get a power glove. I don't own one <laughs> for like nostalgia purposes. Like there, that was it. Was so bad. It was so bad. Um, that's the line. The power glove. Power it's glove. so bad. But in truth, the power glove is very bad. Yeah, <laughs> I revisited that movie with my nephews maybe three or four years ago, and I was like, that kid. I remember thinking, oh, he was like, he was like a big kid, right? He was a teenager. Da, yeah. da, da. And watching it as an adult, He's I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just a tiny little boy. Perspective shift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's like, I don't know. We were in high school. I was in high school when the model week. This is such a dark and heavy turn. Okay. I was in high school when Monica Lewinsky stuff was going on. Uh-huh. And all of us were like, well, she's like 19. Like, what's the fucking big deal? She she's in her twenties. She's in her twenties. Yeah. Now as a person who's turning 40, I look back and think, no, that wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> like she's a little baby and he's like a great big old man with a lot of power. That's not okay. Maybe the most power. The well, most power. Amongst, amongst the most power you can have. All of the power. <laughs> yeah. King of the world. Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah. Not, not like, a good situation. You know what? I don't think uh, people without fully developed prefrontal cortexes should even be allowed to make those kinds of decisions for themselves. <laughs> Somebody should have stopped her. <laughs> I guess they she did. tried to. Yeah. yeah, that was Linda Tripp's whole thing. She was trying to step in for her. Yeah, but then did she they like did a good and like rat her out or something? I... Oh yeah, I mean she did it in the worst way possible, but yeah. her intentions. There was a season of Slow Burn about that on the podcast. It was good. Uh, yeah, and she they interview her for a long time, but I think she recently did she recently pass away. I think so. Um, but they uh, interviewed her for for a long time, and I mean. I got, it's interesting to hear it from her years and years later, knowing that she's one of the uh, a hated historical figure at this point. And I got yeah. the vibe from her tone, and I just my read on it. It's just like this is a person who just wants to be involved. Oh, certainly, I just like to be involved with what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to insert myself into the plot line a little bit there, because like there was like a whole thing. I remember there was one point like, but why did you think that that would do that? And she was like, I don't know. I don't really know what I was thinking. I was like, I don't think right. you do either. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I, I think the narrative, she's, maybe there was a, a twinge of this and it's definitely become her narrative of her motive Post-hoc over time. Yeah, exactly. Is uh, someone needed to stand up for this young girl well, or someone needed to talk her out of it. We've done it. We've gone from Mario. We've gone from Mario to Malinsky. <laughs> from Mario to Monica today on how to, how to podcast. Uh, we should have called it that. Midnight Local. I don't have a whole lot more to talk about. In what this. other video games would you like to see made into? I've movie? talked about Zelda NES. before. Okay, Zelda, yeah. Yeah. All right, I have a plot for Zelda. How do you do it? How do I do it? No, you tell me. You've got it. Go. Well, the only Zelda game I really think matters is uh, Link to the Past. So I do it as a two-parter. Okay. Not a trequel. A two-part where it ends with uh, Zelda dying. Aghanim winning. And then the second movie, he's got to go to the dark world and bring her back. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would do. Cool. You ever, you ever play Master Blaster? No. Master Blaster is an NES game where you have a car mm-hmm. that's got a cannon on it. It's a kind of an early Metroidvania, actually. As a matter of fact, it might even predate Metroid. I'd have to check my facts on that. So mm-hmm. maybe properly speaking, those are actually Mastervania games. Uh, where you're descending like in this two-dimensional thing. And actually it's really weird too, because like you get out of the car sometimes and it turns into Zelda, like your yeah. really top thing. Um I had not played it as a child, but my school library must have bought my elementary school bought like a box of books that were the NES novelizations. 
So novelizations of Castlevania, novelization <laughs> of like, and these are games like like Master Blaster, like games that don't yeah. have a fucking plot. And so um, I that stupid novelization of Master Blaster just stuck with me. Okay, and I've always thought that'd be a fucking cool good movie. movie. Oh. <laughs> He's got a frog that gets mutated by going into a magical world, and it <laughs> that turns sounds into a awesome. tank. Yeah, and he rides around in his tank frog. Well, what other game movies like NES game movies are there? Are there any? I know. I mean, there's things tons that started of, out as games and became yeah. a movie. I know there's tons of PlayStation and those types. Mortal of Kombat. Oh yes, that's not. But NES. that's no, that's Sega. What was it? Sega? No, it's an arcade game that got ported to um, all of the consoles. Right. Was Street Fighter ever a movie? Uh, Street Fighter was a movie, famous yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing though. Those are made. Street right. Fighter was made by. Or, yeah. I don't know who. Oh, uh, Capcom. I think is Street Fighter. Um, Mega Man has not been made into a movie. Sure. Speaking of Capcom, uh, there has not been a Castlevania movie, but there was a Castlevania TV show that a lot of people liked. Um, I'm thinking about like original Nintendo. Yeah. Kirby. Yeah. Kirby. Why do you think Zelda hasn't been made into a movie? I think it's the issue of defining a canon for mm-hmm. it. Because so Zelda is even more than Mario, an anthology game. Like you mm-hmm. never play the same. Well, actually you do, but very infrequently do you ever play the same Link twice mm-hmm. so um like link to the past link is not the same that's the best one that's the super yeah. nintendo one link to the past link is not the same link from the legend of zelda mm-hmm. but is the same link from link's awakening and i think one other game and maybe even one other and they even said like but we uh, that was it like we're never going to do that again where there's like the same link multiple times um the wind waker not the same link as you know whatever the one with the boat like they're all different characters who follow the link archetype somehow Mm -hmm. so it's like if you i think it's a really hard time making that movie because you collapse all of that into a single this is the story they might be able to with what the switch games are doing because you're definitely playing the same same link yeah and they did that twice yeah yeah but they probably won't again oh okay yeah like they they probably won't again um, unless they've changed their mind on all of that, but like there's a huge chronicle of all that stuff. And in fact, actually, um, the Link, uh, Twilight Princess is a different one as well. I'm sorry. Um, eh, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. when they like talk about ancient Link and stuff like that. Right. And if you look at all the artwork, it's all like those little blocky things. Right. Like I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be like NES Link. Which okay. Is a, yeah, different Link, of course. Yeah. Um, Link's Adventure. Zelda 2. That would be the same link, I think, as the first link. Um, but yeah, the um, so I, I think that that's part of the issue there is collapsing that continuity into a single movie. But I also think it's one of those things. But you too, just make Breath of the Wild the movie. You could do that. Right. Exactly. I, I also think that the issue there, too, is that like, well, but that wouldn't perform nearly as well as The Legend of Zelda. Right. But it's The Legend of Zelda colon breath of the wild i guess you could do that or breath of the wild a zelda story mm, that would be a sequel anyway i i <laughs> I, I think that the other problem too is that like you i think that now they may i bet they're yeah, looking at it now I'm sure someone but i think that it. a big part of that problem is that like but you get their but you get one shot at doing this. i agree if you and fuck it's a this tough up, one yeah you're gonna tarnish the entire brand forever i yeah i think it's real it's it's a hard one. It's not one I would want to take I think on. the 1990 Mario movie really put a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. Like it really <laughs> sure. made them super gun shy about doing that. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Zelda, I got my shield here. I forgot. Yeah, that's that. right. We've got it right. 
I forgot about that. I just, I'm pointing at it. Desperately oh. needed some production design. Found that <laughs> in the garage and up she went. Um, that's how we do things around here. Some, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what production design is. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a duck hunt Easter egg in the movie. One of the restaurants yep. is a language. It's, it's in another language, but it translates to duck hunt. Yeah. And then if you look around his bedroom, he's got like an R-type fighter. Um, there's like posters of all the old, of so many old games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just like tons of Probably go frame by frame. You, yeah. I think you actually could. Yeah. Also like all the characters who hang around the pizza parlor, like are references to other games that are tangential to Mario. Yeah. Well, and they, they will expand into all those worlds. I think. Very well. They, very could. they could. We'll see. But I mean, Lego, the, Lego is now got TV show, Batman, like it's everywhere. It's, branched out in so many different directions so when i was a kid the super mario super show was on every single day after school Mm -hmm. every single day four days a week mario and luigi would show up on tv live action and in their horrifyingly low budget looking little brooklyn basement and then you'd get a framing story with a guest character a guest actor would come in and have some problem that you needed the mario brothers to solve and then you'd go to the mushroom kingdom where everything was a cartoon Mm -hmm. Okay, and you'd get like this thing that was like an interplay back and forth with these little sections of cartoon and live action. But on Fridays, and I, I want to point out, this show was on new episode five days a five week. Five days a week. Yeah. Like, for how many years? I don't know. Not Oof. very many. It was quick. Yeah. On Fridays, though, you got a Zelda cartoon. Okay. You've talked about this on How to Drink before. And we, at least me and my friends, were like, well, fucking Link is way cool. Link mm-hmm. is in a fantasy setting. He's got a fucking sword and a shield that shoots yeah. lasers. He fights monsters. Like Bow and arrow. Mario was cool, but like kind of like weird and but like a different way. Like nobody nobody was like, oh, I love Mario, but like yeah. Zelda's like a guy. Like he's a character you wanted you identified with. You know, he's like a classic fantasy hero, especially back then when we were filling in the blanks on what all that was about. Mm-hmm. Um, not Zelda. Link is a guy. Sorry, Zelda's a lady. Um, so we all were like, oh man. Zelda cartoon this weekend. Love it. Let's go Friday. Let's go. Let's watch that. And we obsessed over like not missing any of those episodes. I'm sure I did. And I couldn't tell you the plot of nearly any of them anymore. Mm-hmm. I just remember one time that, that uh, 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 Ganon fell into a bottomless pit. Uh, and there was a threat that he was going to starve to death by falling forever. That's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. Oh, my God. Yeah. But basically, it was the worst cartoon ever made. Oh. <laughs> ever made. You, you should watch it now. It is awful. I, I, there was like some, you know, there was something in the air. They tried to make Link into Bart Simpson to some degree. I know. He was like a bratty yeah. teenager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of. And like he lived in a castle with Princess Zelda. And the opening episode, he's trying to catch a glimpse of her naked, um, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, every episode he's trying to get a kiss from her. And it always nearly happens, but then something doesn't. And his catchphrase that he managed to work into the episode multiple times was, well, excuse me, princess. Well, yeah, they tried to make him into like a cross me, between princess. Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle, and right. Bart Simpson. Fun. No, no, it's just awful. Yeah, I know. It's not even it's like, like skeevy. It's just it, it's like just, poorly executed. Yeah. You could actually do that in a way that like would be fun and inappropriate, you know, and sure. age poorly. But it wasn't even good then. It was yeah. just, just bad. It was just very, very, very bad. 
bad. Yeah. But we thought it was great. Yeah, you thought it was great. It, it had its, it hit its target audience for as long as it needed to. You watch the Mario cartoons and you're like, okay, that holds up. That's like right, a 1989 sure. okay. Mario cartoon, right? You watch the Zelda cartoon, you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is see, and maybe the after that experience, so like we need to just like take a step back. It was really bad. I mean, it was a smaller company back then. Yeah. You know, Nintendo's been around since the 1800s. I did know that. What was their cards. first of playing cards? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And probably other things too. But That was, uh, and I don't know if you remember at IF, like I had to send out, I think it was a weekly recap. Maybe it was daily. God. There was some kind of like weekly or daily recap email I had to set up, send out. And I used to always put like a this Back day in day. history yeah. fact. Nintendo and founded. one of them was when Nintendo was founded in like, like 1837 or something. It's, thir- it's over a hundred years old. It's really old. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I liked it. I gave this movie two drinks up. <laughs> two, drinks. <I> <laughs> two drinks straight up. Um, not so much for me. Not for you. I Watch it will with your nephews. likely revisit it with, yeah. with some kids in my life at some point. And we'll see if my opinion changes. I'll tell you my one thing I really didn't like was the exposition around like the training scene and like explaining how power ups mm. work and that when you get hit, they go away. I would have preferred they just sort of they like just let it happen. Yeah. Or just like wrote it so that like that's they reinterpreted that whole process a little mm-hmm. bit. Honestly, um, that felt stupid and I just had to let it go and get over it. But like. I didn't like that part. Yeah. They had their matrix moment. No one makes the first. It wasn't a jump in this case. It was something else. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I don't think it was on purpose, but that's what I thought of immediately. And then Peach was like, well, I did it the first time, but I'm from here. So. But also she's not. I mean, she grew up there though. Yeah. Mario's brand new to the world. He's just a little baby. Yeah. He's a little. He's a little guy. Yeah. Until he has a mushroom. Then he turns into a, Mm -hmm. a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. He hates mushrooms. He hates them. That's the irony. Yeah, we keep in turtles. Mushroom pets. world. <laughs> turtles. Does she say something like turtles are nice where you're from or something like that? Yeah, people keep them as pets. Yeah. He tells her, if you ever come to Brooklyn, I'll get you a pet turtle. <laughs> but then they give Bowser the, the blue mushroom, and now he's her pet turtle. Well, for now. For now. Obviously, he's going to get out. For now. Yeah, for now. I was like, weirdly concerned if there was holes in the top of that for sure <laughs> no yeah right like you know habitat at all yeah not even a, a, some moss yeah. nothing well they just need to transport them from one place to another presumably but they keep him in a cage he's playing that piano that yeah piano they probably gave him that <laughs> it wasn't shrank with him they had to, well they gave it a mushroom i couldn't eat a mushroom i don't know Feed that piano a mushroom. <laughs> that feels like uh, uh, American Psycho when he goes to the ATM and he says, feed me a cat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You got anything else on this one? Uh, that's it. All I'm right. All good. Uh, big thank you to Annie Villalobos, who is our producer and editor of the show. Thank you to Studio 71 for putting this together and making it happen and distributing it. And Heather Vaughn for our lovely, lovely artwork. Thank you, Heather. And you're welcome to very, Epidemic very Sound. Welcome. The checks in the mail. Uh, please subscribe to us on YouTube and give us a listen Anywhere you get your podcasts for reals, though, do that because we're fun. We've been having a nice time and you can have a nice time with us. Oh, wait, does Mario have a. Nope, there's no like Mario sign off. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go.